to C3 Church Hepburn Heights. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoy this message today. It's so good to have you all here today. If you are, if you're just a guest or you're kind of new to our church, we can, we can be a bit of an emotional lot. Uh, so, so if you don't like crying, this might not be the place for you. Or actually, probably, it's probably the perfect place. It's kind of, it's almost becoming compulsory on our staff that you're willing to cry publicly. Uh, let's, let's go to the Word. This morning, uh, if you want to open your Bible, it'll also come up on the screen, Luke chapter 8. And we're going to go through this parable here, commonly referred to as the parable of the sower. Uh, it's, it's probably really the parable of the soils. And uh, we're, going to, we're going to unpack this and it's going to be some opportunities for prayer this morning. And so can I prepare you in advance that you will be asked to stand? Not personally, I probably won't point to you. And Although Paul Formaggio is standing out to me right now, so you're a good man, Paul. Bless that man. Let's, let's go to the Word. I'll explain as we, as we go through. And, and so, Luke 8, 4. Oh. don't know if you feel sometimes where you just need to go have a good cry and then come back and you'll be right. I just feel... You know, and, and in my heart, my heart for us... just that we make room for God to be who He is. And I feel like my, my heart for you and, you know, my hope and faith and expectation and believing for what God wants to, to do here and then continue throughout church across our locations. I feel just like God's messing me up. So, Lord, whatever you're doing in me, just continue to do it in all of us. and Be glorified, God. Ah. Probably the beautiful keys are just keeping my little emotional vibes going. Uh, can we, James, can we pull some jazz or... Akadaka, uh, uh, Lynn, what are you guys doing, Bali? Okay, Luke, Luke 8, 4. While a large, a large crowd was gathering and people were coming to Jesus from town after town, Jesus was super famous right now. 
word of Jesus was spreading all through the Galilean countryside and man, this, this dude's got chops. He, there's a power in him that's unusual. And, and so Jesus had these crowds that were coming to hear him preach. And he's aware that there are all types of people in these crowds. There are, those, there are genuine seekers who are, who are really looking who are hungry, and then there's, there's those who are just looking for some, something to tickle their ears or looking for the show, looking for something exciting. And, and so Jesus shares this, this parable. And, and so we're reading here from Luke. You also see Matthew 13 and, and Mark 4, same parable. And, and different uh, parts of this account are mentioned in each. And, and so in, in the other two Gospels there where this is mentioned, it says Jesus actually gets into a boat and, and comes back. And so this way he can, he can speak to the crowds that are, that are gathered. And so I want you to, to see this image, like just, just picture Jesus Christ speaking these words and people leaning in to listen and, and he knows them and he, he knows where their hearts are at. And as we're talking about supernatural seed here, this word comes out like seed. And the heart of Christ hoping, praying, like desperate that this seed would find good soil to land in because of his incredible love. But he knows that some will reject the seed that comes. The one on a superficial level, but not want to actually let any change kind of come into their world. They want to stay in control. And so, and he, he, speaks, these, he speaks these words in, in verse 5. A farmer, and you know, Jesus is speaking to, again, to rural Galileans in an agrarian society here. And so, so agriculture is what most people do. They're involved. And so they, they, they get the picture of what is, is being un packed here. And so a farmer went out to sow his seed and he was scattering the seed. Some fell. And so here we'll see four types of soil talked about. And some fell along the path. This is the soil type that's been compacted or paved over even, and nothing's getting, nothing's getting in there. It fell on the path. It was trampled on and the birds came and gobbled it up. Thank you very much for the the seed for us to eat. Verse 6, some fell on the rocky ground. This is the second type of soil, the rocky ground. And when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among the thorns, the third type of soil type mentioned here, which, and the thorns which grew up with it and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil. And if you're kind of new to church or the Bible, I give a little spoiler. This is the type we should be and that God wants us to make decisions about the condition of our heart today so that his seed could come and bear a mighty harvest in us that others would be blessed through us. Good soil. Let's be good soil. Still other fell on the good soil. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than what was Sown. And Matthew and Mark, they say 30, 60, and 100 times. Uh, the, what's important here is that we understand it's an abundant harvest. 
God wants to do things in you that bring forth an abundant harvest, that, that there are gifts and talents that are woven into the fabric of who you are, that when God thought you up and from the, the moment of your beingness, that there was something of the, the incredible hand of God that wove something extraordinary into who you are. And God wants to bring the best of that forth. And, and part of that comes as supernatural seed, seed of the Word of God, of words from heaven would be alive in us, awakening us to who He created us to be. Because we, we're also, there, there are lies from this world and circumstances that have happened that want to come and rob and limit. God wants you fully alive. You know, natural seed that's sown, uh, it typically somewhere between five to seven times yield would be considered good. And so we can, we can do things in our own gifts and strengths and, and depending on the gifts that are woven into us, we can pull off some really good stuff and, and we can produce a harvest just with that without God. And God, He wants to remind us here, and obviously this, I'm not saying we should do that, but we can do that. And I think there are parts of all of us, even when we lean into God, where we can just find ourselves there. But there is, we're comparing a five to seven times harvest with a hundredfold harvest. And God wants to mess with our human logic and produce something in us, in you, that you're not capable of. Okay, when he said this, he called out. And so he's saying stuff. Then he calls out, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. Whoever has so ears to hear, that's what ears are for. Obviously, this we're talking about, it's the condition of the heart here. Whoever has a heart that's open, let them receive what I'm saying. And he explains, here, his, his disciples are asking him, what does this parable mean? That's nice. You're talking about seed and ground and kind of get the farming thing. But what exactly are you saying, Jesus? And, and he said, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to others I speak in parables so that those seeing, they may not see. Though hearing, they may not understand. And what's happening here is, is Jesus is, is sowing seed, knowing that to the the casual observer, it's not going to produce a harvest that they're, they're seeing, but they're not really going to see. And so we can even read this like that the devil knows this book better than you and I. He sees it, but he doesn't see. And so we can, we can see the promises of God, but not see them. We can hear, but not here. And so again, the encouragement is, is that, like there's this opportunity that, that there is revelation available for the seeker. Seek and you will find. Opposite of that, don't seek and you won't find. And so for us, even as we're here today, and, and day by day as we do this journey with God, that is we come with a seeking disposition, a leaning in, an open heart, a humility to say, you are God. And I'm bringing my fear, my frustration, my whatever before you. And, 
And then it's in that place that there is, there is revelation for the seeker, but just for the casual observer, it's like the real truth is concealed. He wants to continually open up. Verse 11. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. The seed that's sown as God the farmer wants to relentlessly sow seed into us. The seed is the word of God. This is the, the logos. The teaching of the kingdom. A message that is not from this world. This is, so the seed is the, the word of God, the logos of God. This is the, the word of God that is alive and active. The logos of God that is, that is alive and active. That this is what gets planted in our hearts. Seed that is alive and active and, and has power to shape and move. This is whoever hears these words of mine, Jesus says, and puts them into practice is like someone who builds their house on this solid foundation. Whoever hears the, the logos of Christ, the word of God and, and puts it into practice, we're building our house upon the rock. This is, this is Jesus, the word Word became flesh. He is the Word. The Word is Him. There is power in our Savior. And so as we receive these supernatural seeds of the Word, we receive the life of Christ, the Word of Christ, the, the victory of Christ. And how that changes how we think and how we live and what our priorities are. Okay, verse 12. Those along the path, again, our first soil type, the ones who hear, and then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. So this parable has a, a macro understanding where here we're talking about the step towards salvation and, and receiving the truth of the gospel and making that decision to say, Jesus, you're my God. I'm going to follow you. I, I'm a sinner who needs a saviour. And that's a, that's a macro understanding. Then there's, there's a micro understanding about all the little areas of our lives where, where we can have our heart. And you picture your heart, if you were going to really zoom in and areas of our heart that can have these different soil types inside. And so, so for us, what we could, we could have here is, is, so again, this first type of soil, the path, the ones who hear the devil comes and takes it away, they, they don't believe the path. If you think about soil that wants to receive seed, compacted soil is kind of the opposite. And so the question for you and I today as we consider this first soil type is, God, where is there soil like that in my heart, in me, where it's rigid? And because and when the seed comes, it, when, when it's hard, it just sits on the top. And so this is, God, where, where your truth, just where I just let it sit on top, not actually sink in and soak in and, and bring change. And there can be parts of our lives where, and, and often it can be where there's been deep disappointment and deep hurt, 
where we, in a sense, we, we pave over that area so we don't have to go there anymore to kind of keep it just cordoned off and compartmentalized, compartmentalized so I can try and get on with, with my life. And so, so then we, we can pack the soil and there's junk under there and maybe hurt and maybe some extreme pain. And we lay the paving over the top and, and then God comes and goes, I, I see your pain. I can associate with pain. And I want to bring freedom, but you you got to lift up those pavers and let me in. Keeping it hidden is not the way to step into freedom. Let me help bring real freedom. Take you on a journey and let my life come. And so then, and so maybe today you've got to pull up some pavers and mess up the soil. Wonderfully messy soil. You see, it looks much neater when you just look at the pavers. And if we walk around doing life, I've got these paved sections in my heart. It's really good. Others can go, yeah, it feels a bit rigid there. And I don't know, we're like, it looks nice, right? Set up, we're having a party on the pavers. We built a deck over it and then Fagola. And, and, but it's not actually leading us into the freedom that Christ has because he says, let me, let me into that space. I want to liberate you from that. And so just close your eyes just where you are. And can you just ask, as I've been doing, God, is there any of this soil in my heart? Where it's rigid. God, where have I kept you out? Where have I been prideful? Where have I kept you at arm's length? Just give it to him. Give it to him. I'll let you in, God. For some of us here, it's, it's even a, it's like a rigid self-diagnosis. This is who I am. And this is who I'm going to be. And we've just kind of cemented it in place. And God maybe is coming to scatter the seed that I've called you to. Yeah, it's a starting point, but I'm bringing some newness out. There are different parts of your disposition that have not yet had my glory upon them to bring them out and see them shine and and you've put yourself in this box, but let me bring you out and show you even a bigger reality to live a life that's scarier because you're stepping in faith. But that's where I've called you to live. And so some of us, we just need a, yeah, God. Thank you, Lord. 
If you just want to open your eyes. If, if there's something there that is related to something really difficult in your life and, and it's, this has kind of stirred some things for you, can I encourage you to please go on a journey, engage with maybe a trusted Christian friend or one of our team and process that with God and with someone else. Let him bring freedom, wholeness, his peace into that area. Okay, so please, please do that. I, uh, I meant to share a, a, silly, a silly moment. And our, so Em and I had just been asked to step into the, the C3 West Australia overseer role and we went to our first area gathering. Um, so the different directors from the, the States, WA, and so we're there all together. And so, uh, you know, you want to make a good impression. And, and John Pierce, who was leading Australia at the time, uh, said, I just want to have an opportunity to pray for people. And so if you're... If you're here and you're struggling, so there's about 25 of us, I think, maybe around the room. If you're struggling, uh, if, you're, if you're just feeling a bit under it at the moment, I just want you to own it and come forward and we're just going to gather around and pray. And so I was feeling ridiculously under it. I, I, was, I was in struggle town, uh, just a, multiple things kind of coming together. And, and you know, it's still doing the stuff and I hadn't fallen apart, but I was, I was, it was a bit messy in here. And so just have a think to yourself. Do you think I responded? As John Pierce said, okay, so just jump up out of your chair and come down the front. We'll pray from you. Do, do you think I got up and, and went down the front or do you think my butt was super glued? Uh, so all the stuff through my head. You don't want to look weak, Jace. How long have you been a Christian? You shouldn't even have weak moments. What's John Pierce going to think? Maybe it's a test. <laughs> Get cut. It would have been a relief. <laughs> so I didn't move. It's interesting reflecting. It's one of the things that's come up as I've just been sitting in what we see here going, okay, so what was it in me? So man, there's, that's fear of man. That's pride. You've probably got a whole lot of other things in your mind that you're just adding to my list. But none of those are good, right? They need dealt with. So... I didn't move. I didn't go get prayer. I just stayed kind of figuring out my thing by myself and, and dealing. And it took me a little while to then go and do the right process, uh, like maybe months. Uh, just keep, yeah, I've just got to keep going. Just keep, just keep going. Um, that wasn't the right strategy right there. And, and we need each other. 
we need to let God point out some of the stuff in us that we, like, his ways are better. Like, haven't I got that figured out? Uh, been following him 25 years and still sometimes think my way, the, the way of Jace. So there was, there was part of my heart where I just kind of, it was hard and it was, it was paved over. It was, it was closed. And so I stayed stuck longer than I needed to. And ultimately when we stay stuck, when we don't need to be, it's others who miss out. They don't see the glory of God shining through a part of our personality or gifting because we've kept that separate from Him. And so it's just whatever comes through us. And so I've processed this with God, but I, I just want us to be really real. Verse 13, those on the rocky ground... The ones who receive the word with joy. Woohoo! That was a good message. Oh, that was some good reading in my morning devotion. Oh, that was a good word for the day. They receive it with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing, in the time of temptation, in the time of disappointment, in the time of delay, in the time of frustration, they fall away. And so again, this may not be on the macro, this can be on the micro, this can be just a part of our, a part of our lives. And so is there, is there a part where there's some of this soil where there's some rockiness in the soil and, and we, we got to move some of those rocks to make way in the soil for God's supernatural seed to land and then for the roots to go deep so that it can produce a harvest that is something that is not even that we created. It's something from heaven that grows in us and then flows, flows through us. So are there some rocks that need moving around today where things are a little shallow in your faith journey? Maybe there's a disappointment that is stealing your joy. And it's like rubble has been scattered through parts of your heart. Time to clear that away. God wants to grow a mighty harvest. Make space. Make space. You know, we've got to grapple with the tensions there are incredible tensions that we have to grapple with in our faith journey and, and moments where it's not as we thought it would be or should be. And those are the moments where we can just let the attitude form and it like it just scatters gravel through our heart. Or we can again just open heartedly, just hold our heart before God saying this this sucks real bad. I don't get it. 
I don't know if the problem's with them or with me or with you or with the world or with COVID or with generation seven generations ago or with my children or with... So I, I hold my heart open before I'm not going to let it this attitude turn into gravel that forms in my mind through my frustration and then settles in my heart because the seed's not going to grow there. Just close your eyes just where you are for a second. Okay, so with your eyes closed, if, if you go, yeah, there's, There's something there right now that I just need to, I need to let you in, God. I need to let you in. I'm choosing to clear away some of the gravel, some of the rocks. I just, with, well, everyone's got their eyes closed. If that's you, just go ahead. Just stand where you are in your chair. Just stand where you are now, God. I'm, I'm letting you into that place. Awesome. Thank you, those who are standing. Just continue to stand. Don't be like me at that Aussie area director's. Just stand and say, God, I'll let you in. I'll let you in. And so maybe put your hand on your heart or just open your hands before him, whatever feels right. And, and just keep, keep standing if you need. Just go ahead, just stand. Don't fight it. If you need to stand, stand. Thank you, Lord. You go ahead, just give him permission to come and say, God, I'm clearing space for you. Man, a mighty harvest is coming and I'm doing the work right now to make room. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, would you come so near? And sometimes it feels like the, the rocks are too hard to shift. They, they can't move. They, uh, I don't have the time I, I whatever. I just see it. It's like there's an ease to clear the way. An ease to clear the way. Lord, we thank you for your power at work in each and every one of these beautiful lives, clearing away for that good soil. Thank you, God. Just want you to, as you're standing, just finish that, that prayer, this decision time, and, and then you can grab your chair when you're ready. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, God.
Yes, Lord. Amen. Amen. You know, I, I so... I so love that we don't have to try and impress God. If, if we just let that sink in, that's, that's so liberating. Okay, verse, verse 14. Verse 14, the seed that fell among the thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they're choked by life's worries. Sorry, I probably shouldn't have read this one because it wouldn't apply to any, uh, any of us. Just skip over. So the seed, it's, it's been growing. It's got so much potential. There's a harvest that's on its way. The seed's found good soil. Its roots have gone down. Crop is beginning to grow. And it's, man, it's got the potential to be glorious. But life's worries. Life's worries. Riches and pleasures. Like these weeds, these thorns that grow up around it. Wow. And so the crop does not mature. Anyone? Had God speak or stir or something, and yes, and we're, and then life's worries. Riches, working too much to try to get ahead for the wrong reasons. And pleasures. And God created so much beauty. God's not anti-pleasure. Please don't think that we just should be these boring religious robots. That if it's pleasurable, it's bad. That's bad theology. but it's seek first the kingdom of God and then the other stuff is added. It's all about the ordering. So Jesus in the center and then there should be, I have moments with my God that are extremely pleasurable, that are enjoyable. And that's good. That I enjoy hanging out with my wife. It's pleasurable. That's good. But it's the order. And so sometimes, man, we get the order 
skew with. And, and so I, I want you, invite you to have a think. Lord, have I got the ordering in the right place right now? That are there, are there thorns? And often, you know, we get a sense of a, of a harvest that God wants to be growing in us. And, and it's like, why, why am I not seeing the fruitfulness in an area or in this like I thought I would? And, and that's an opportunity for us to think about the ordering of the loves in our life, the, the orientation of our, of our heart. Like where does, where does the majority of our love go? And you can see that often where your dollars go and what fills your calendar. And so for us to just take stock again and say, God, I open my heart to you. And, and if there is any part of me, where I'm out of balance, like what we would see here. And so life's worries speak louder than your word or seem to quiet the voice of your, quiet your voice or, or riches and possessions and stuff or different pleasures. And pleasures here is the word we get hedonism from, where it's just, it's an it's a overblown me focus. And so just, just eyes closed just for a moment. And Lord, we give you permission to search our hearts. Just go ahead where you are. Lord, is there, is there something you want to reorientate in me today? Are there some weeds or thorns that we just need to rip out and God, help me seek first you and your kingdom. So if that's you and, and you want to make a statement right now about the ordering of things in your life, and maybe they've been, you're just aware that something's a little not as it should be and, and you've got to make some changes behaviorally, make some changes in, in that lordship space in your mind, or, or maybe you, you just need to make a statement saying, God, I, I know I can, I've got temptations here, but I'm choosing today to make a statement that you've got permission to speak and guide and convict and lead in this regard. And so if that's you with this third type of soil, just go ahead and just stand where you are if you making a statement. God, I'm, I want to get this right for your glory. Or there's some things out of whack that you're just like, yeah, I'm going to make some changes. Just go ahead where you are and just stand. Yes, God. Yes, God. Go ahead, just stand. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we surrender every worry, everything to do with our finances. Lord, and the things of this world that would call for our attention. 
We lay them before you. Lord, I thank you for every person for a decision being made today that carries weight for the future. We thank you for thorns being ripped out or a determination to not let them grow, that a mighty harvest would grow for your glory. So just where you stand, I just want you to let strength form. Strength, take a hold of strength right now. Power from heaven. Live his call. Thank you, Jesus. I just, hearing the word trailblazer, 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 be someone who is a trailblazer, where others might lean into this or that or letting their worries cause them to do this or, or ordering their finances in a certain way or, or there's just, there's how, how we seek pleasure and entertainment and, and all of those things that for, for many of you as you stand here, that there is a call to be a trailblazer, to lead in a direction that is opposite of so much of the culture that we see, where there's the glory of God seen in everyday actions that shapes people in and out of the church. And so God, let that stir and seal it today for your glory. In Jesus' name. You may be seated. You may be seated. <sighs> I've gone over time and we haven't even got to the good bit yet. Come back next week. We're going to postpone Mother's Day for... Verse 15. Do this in me, Lord, in us. But the seed on good Soil, advantageous soil. The seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and a good heart. And ultimately, we can only get that as we surrender it to Christ. Try and manufacture that in ourselves, we fall way short. Those who open their heart, an open and humble heart before God. And that is the place where we are called to live, good people. That we don't come to church. I don't want anyone coming here pretending. Don't do what I did at that Aussie overseas meeting thinking, I've been a Christian for this long, therefore I shouldn't have a struggle. I, I should have it all figured out. I'm going to pretend like that is, forgive me. Let, let there be none of that here. We come as we are. We love each other as we are. We fall before God, whether it's your best day or your worst day. And say, God, I need, your, I need your strength. And so this is us having good soil in our hearts. And those who then hear the Word and retain it. Hear the Word and retain it. Who grab a hold with both hands of what God is saying. Of who He's calling you to be. Of the call that comes in that still small voice. Taking a hold and letting it sit in our heart, in our mind and letting it begin to shape and reorientate. And this glorious harvest, this supernatural harvest, as we are shaped more and more into the image of Christ. This is who we are called to be. This is us having good soil, noble and good heart who hear the Word and retain it, who occupy the territory that the Word describes, who understand through a work of the Spirit who gains supernatural insight into what God is saying. And then by persevering. Don't you love just to throw another, just a great word in there at the end? 
And then by Persa, what? And then by persevering, produce a crop. Can we all stand? You all stand this time. You know, in, in The Lion King, when uh, I'll get older, I'm so bad with movie references, is it one of the lions lifts up the little lion? Ah, there's music. and ah. That's the picture I see for each of us holding our heart up. Now, that's a very different image, and it gets a bit messy. Uh, but that's, that's the picture. Heart open before God, not concealed, not hidden, not pretending. Just here it is, warts and all. So just picture a heart lifted up high with warts on it. Uh, and God just wanting to do his work in, in our hearts. I don't know if that baby's laughing or crying at what I said. We'll, uh, I'd say it's definitely a laugh. Yeah, definitely. We'll take it. Uh, so heart open. So just... Just whatever that looks like for you right now, can you adopt some kind of physical position just to say, here's my heart, God? Lord, we present ourselves before you. And we thank you that you're the author of love, that you're the author and perfecter of our faith. We thank you that you've made a way. God, we thank you that your heart is for us to have crazy, radical, abundant fruitfulness. And it doesn't mean there won't be storms, there won't be locusts, there won't be challenging seasons. But through it all, God, that there would be blessing that flows to us, but through us to this world. And so, Lord, we open our hearts before you. And and Lord, wherever there is the first three types of soil in us. Would you point it out to us and give us the courage to make the change, to choose to humble that space and present it before you so that your supernatural seed could plant in not just parts of our heart, but the entire space of who we are, the wholeness of this person that we bring before you in this moment. So do the supernatural work in us, that your glory would be seen more and more, that you would shape us into your wondrous image and that the world would be blessed through us. And so God, we thank you for mighty harvests. And so just let faith be imparted afresh right now, a fresh gift of faith to be active in the here and now part of your journey. We thank you, Lord. Today, faith comes from hearing. Lord, let your word through the unction of your spirit awaken faith in your people for your glory, O God. Amen. 
Thanks so much for joining us here on our podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more about our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, go to c3hh.com.au.